So set your intentions clear. What are you going to do? You're going to meditate. You're going to meditate on what? And what is the immediate purpose? What is the ultimate purpose? Let these be as clear as you can make them. And don't let them dwell only as a thought. Let all the aspects of your motivation, your intentions come forth. How do you feel about it? What do you know about it? And just hold that in your mind. Like pouring water into a vessel steadily. Holding on to it, just let it sink, let it fill your whole being. Feel it emotionally, physically, energetically, as well as mentally. Be aware of the response, the feedback that you are getting from the body, that you're getting from your, your emotions, your energy. Feel all of yourself gathering itself, lining itself, bringing itself towards the accomplishment of your intention. So still holding on to this energy, to this intention, to this emotion, to this de determination. Now systematically scan the body, bringing your attention to the body from toes to the top of your head, slowly taking one part at a time making minor adjustments physically, emotionally, energetically. And as you are making the minor adjustments, that sense of gathering that you felt, that feel it's being enhanced, the legs, the arms, the hands, elbows, shoulders, a sense of steadiness, a sense of comfort, 
and a sense of physical tranquility. The torso face, feel from each one of these parts a sense of gathering, a sense of momentum moving towards fulfilling the objective of your determination, the objective of your intention. They manifest, they are made manifest through the sense of stability in the body, sense of ease, and this stability and ease is physical, energetic, emotional, and mental. So when you start to be aware of the body or start to be aware of in the space where you are aware of the body, start to be aware of the body in a more energetic way, then Bring your attention to the breath. Still holding on to your intentions, your determination, as clearly and as much as you can. And just rest your awareness on the breath while holding on to your intentions. yourself be aware of the in-breath as it is happening, the out-breath as it is happening, without trying to control it, without trying to force the mind to observe it, to be aware of it. And be aware of just bringing your attention in this way on the breath how the body is somewhat accelerating its response, the sense of stability, the sense of ease is enhancing further. Or you feel that the degree of stability and ease you felt before, you feel a sense of it being stabilized. and the sense of the body appearing or the sense of energy appearing in the place of the body 
or in the space of the body is taking more and more of your awareness not pushing away just it's becoming more and more prominent and the breath responds by becoming more and more subtle and in this awareness of the breath add the intention to keep the flow of your awareness on the breath unbroken while you observe it for 21 cycles of breath if other sense input comes into your field of awareness there's no need to push them away there's no need to feel that you have failed. The main point is whatever flow of awareness you have on the breath remains so.
palpable as the sense of ease you're experiencing in the body, as an equal sense of palpability, of calmness of the breath. Also sense, a palpable sense of the mind, palpable sense of the mind's own tranquility. Whenever you are experiencing a new sense of tranquility, create the intention to just rest in that new sense of tranquility. So within this sense of tranquility, again, Stir up your motivation. And the very stirring of your motivation does not disturb the degree of tranquility that you have achieved. It either leaves it as it is, or better yet, it further enhances the sense of tranquility. And with that strong determination, Bring your attention to the space in front of you, invoking, connecting with your infallible guide. The definite means through which you will achieve the objective of your determination. sincere appreciation of the goal you seek, sincere appreciation that you are now connecting, connected with the means to achieve it. Through that, express in your own way your sense of reverence, your gratitude. Trust yourself in your infallible guide.
be aware of the infallible guidance that is brought to you and accept it. Be aware of the infallible protection that is brought to you and accept it. Connect the goal that you're seeking with being the definite means to address every concern that you have. They don't have to be abstract concerns for them to be relevant here. Even if they are called mundane concerns, whatever sincere concerns you have, Achieving this is the surest, definite way of addressing them. And with that sense of confidence, that sense of certainty, make a strong determination, a strong willingness to let go of whatever habits of communication, thinking, and activities that you are <coughs> connected to that is only distancing you from achieving your aim. Make a strong willingness to know them, to be free of your connection to them. Rely on your infallible guide for protection, for guidance, for strength. If what is obstructing you is a specific activity that you need to stop, if it is a lack of activity from your part. Whatever it is that is obstructing you, make a strong determination to distance yourself from it. And whatever habit of thinking, whatever habit of communicating and relating, whatever habit of physical activity you need to connect yourself to, make a strong equally strong willingness and determination to make that connection. And again, beg your infallible guide for protection, for guidance, and for strength.
allow yourself to become aware of the momentum that you have gathered so far up to this point. How this momentum is affecting your physical being, your emotional being, your energetic being, your mind. bring that sense of the presence of your infallible guide from the space in front of you now to the crown of your head and have try to have yourself be aware of a palpable sense of the presence now at the crown of your head and ascribe see the brightness emanating from it and renew your determination and beg for blessings. You bring your attention back to the breath. comfortable. Probably uh, good news for you. I'm, uh, I think I'm getting the, the beginning of a cold, so I won't be able to speak that much tonight. 
<laughs> okay, so I'll be brief. Uh, so I feel that we have uh, we have sort of entered a new phase. Uh, I'm not much to read about the, uh, what much what may be called the new age kind of uh, uh, news that's going on around about you know the new that 2012 thing and then the world is going to end. No, it's not going to end. It's going to there's going to be a cosmic shift, whatever that means. And there's going to be a consciousness shift and positive, negative. Uh, the forces are gathering and things like that. Uh, the minds were geniuses. They saw there were there was a civilization of enlightened beings. They saw exactly the date <laughs> things going to end. Oh, it was one of the calendars. There were other calendars. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but there's definitely whether uh, whatever these things that we are sort of attributing as the cause for the reason for thinking this way, whatever those are, n nonetheless, we, are, we find ourselves thinking this way, nonetheless. Uh, and perhaps you might feel a sense of, uh, I think uh, a lot of people sort of, I'm not sure if it's just, uh, might call it a mass, hysteria of some sort. Somehow everyone got infected with a thought and then they pass it around and people think it's their own thought and or they're sensing something, but it really started from some, somewhere, someone. But what I'm trying to get to is people feel that things are happening faster than, than usual. Uh, and maybe it's, it's related with uh, technology. Technology is definitely telling us or giving us a sense as things are happening faster than usual. Right? It used to take like a decade before we get the new in advance. Now, almost like every season, the new in advance comes. iPhone 5 is already out. <laughs> the 4S were just you know, back you know, a few months ago. And pretty soon, you're going to hear iPhone 10. And you say, oh, I'm just, just, getting rid just getting used to my iPhone 6. <laughs> okay, so maybe because of that is probably an indicator, maybe, or maybe what is giving us a sense that things are happening faster. Uh, we are aware of more things than we would care to be aware of. <laughs> okay. and, and that is definitely creating some sort of a, uh, uh, I'm, I haven't encountered a definite uh, term for this in, in Buddhism, but I'm sure it is somewhat connected to what in Buddhism what is called uh, collective karma. Okay, this thing of uh, like uh, wh what is term of collective consciousness kind of thing. Okay. Uh, so there is this sort of because of uh, whatever karma we have that makes us uh, makes us. A uh, very much aware of what's happening on the other side of the world immediately. What uh, someone, uh, we even, we are even able to know what someone is thinking of 
on the other side of the world immediately. Okay, we don't even need to develop uh, psychic probabilities to do that. Okay, we got Twitter, Facebook, and all those kinds of things. As soon as you think of something, you can make everybody who wants to be aware of it be aware of it. Okay, so th that is uh, sort of creating a, a sort of dy uh, a dynamism where. Uh, as far as uh, what I might call uh, uh, natural wisdom is concerned, there's a uh, more of a conscious effort in trying to get in contact with that, or trying to reveal that, trying to become, trying to realize it. And of course, there's a lot of I already know what it is, this is what everybody should uh, uh, subscribe to, this is what everybody should believe in, and if you don't believe in that, there's something wrong with you, I have to somehow convince you, use marketing strategies and make you, make you uh, uh, become convinced of it the way I, I am convinced of it. Uh, so there's a lot of ideas competing with each other, and I think it's... Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a, a, a spiritual evolution taking place. And I somewhat agree with the language that is being used in, in the new age, uh, in new age world. The language of, of uh, uh, um, eventually uh, people will uh, sort of be able to let go of things that don't work and then pick up things that do work. Work in a sense of what do you really want? How do you really get it? What has worked before? What haven't I tried before? So eventually people will get tired of, the, of things that just don't work or get, uh, get rid of their misunderstanding of knowledge or wisdom that they have, that, that they have inherited, or be, uh, be brave enough to uh, re-understand uh, re their understanding. Okay. Uh, uh, in the language of uh, New Age, it's like getting rid of the old form and then getting on, uh, be, making way for the new form, okay, uh, in, in uh, even more new age language, what's that called? The age of, well, I might be completely wrong here, the age of something is living and another age, like the age of the guy with the water, what's that called? Aquarius. Aquarius. I mean, that's like a long time ago, in the 60s, right? People say, the age of Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> It's taking us a long time to get here, but <laughs> but the idea is, uh, I think, despite the appearance of it, people are becoming more and more spiritual, whether they want to admit it or not. Even if they are completely consciously against what is called spiritual, the approach that they take against spirituality is spiritual, right? They, they, they say, well, I don't, I don't have to follow this to be ethical. And they try to be ethical. 
I don't have to follow this doctrine to know what's truth. I can get to truth myself. So they're still interested in those very things that spirituality is supposed to be interested in. Ethics, the reason for it, the truth. Okay. How should we relate with one another that would benefit everyone rather than uh, destroy everyone involved? Okay. So everyone is involved consciously with this endeavor. Some people call it, I'm on a spiritual path. Some people call it, I'm not on a spiritual path. I'm just being practical. And other people say, well, I'm just, I'm just being uh, 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 scientific, being objective. I'm not, I'm, I'm being, some say I'm not being emotional about it. I'm just observing. It's all heading towards the same, 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 same aim. Okay. And in that, there will be a lot of uh, what is called uh, growing pains taking place. Growing pains taking place at, a, at the individual level where you have to get rid of things that you're very attached to. And at a social and group level where societies have to together get rid of things that just doesn't work anymore. Or they have to reinterpret what they have inherited. Okay. Um, so with this kind of uh, energy going on, this kind of uh, uh, collective consciousness or collective thinking going on, I thought I would, uh, I thought it's time to, to implement phase. <laughs> <laughs> Project A B. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm sure. Uh, I'm not sure if everyone, but most of you probably have received a communication from uh, from Warren about this project that we ha that we have. Okay. And if you haven't, eventually you'll get it. Uh, it's a meditation project, okay, and uh, also with this with this class, when I say that beginning a new phase, uh, if you don't feel that you haven't yet, at least you want to get into a conscious awareness that okay, now I'm going to get to enlightenment, okay? If enlightenment is not clear for you, that's why you're not able to make that statement, then let's get a clear understanding of what enlightenment is. If you already have a clear understanding of what enlightenment is, then let's get, it's okay, let's, let's get to the steps, okay? Let's, let's, come on, let's go. Let's get to this thing called enlightenment. Enlight we have to prove now that's what's going on, right? We have to prove to ourselves whether this thing called enlightenment is just a nice little beautiful idea that some people thought of. It was just, just it exists only in the realm of poetry. It's not something that we can experience in our lives the way we are experiencing hunger, pain, and all those kinds of wonderful things that impress the reality upon us. Can enlightenment be as be felt as real as 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 hunger, as pain, okay, as a sense of amazement when you're in the presence of beauty. Can, we, can enlightenment be that real? Okay? So we have to implement the steps. And then uh, for our own selves 
and then for those who, for, for whatever comic reason, we will end up having to guide also, we have to become clear about the steps. We have to, ex we have to experience them in our own being and then transmit them. Okay. Uh, so the steps that we will take is a sense of we have no time. <laughs> okay? So we have to get to the essence of it right away. We can't spend too much time uh, uh, philosophizing. Philo philosophizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, philosophizing. Okay? We just have to get to, okay, well, that's the steps. Let's, let's start. How do I begin? Okay, what, what, what are the results I'm supposed to get? Okay. Uh, when you summarize the path, oh, wait a minute, that, that's, that was done already. <laughs> uh, it's called the three principles of the path. Okay, so I'm going to add something. I'm going to give a different interpretation. Not complete interpretation, but just add something. Okay, so when you take the path, this thing, how do you get to, to enlightenment? There are three main things that you need to focus on. Whatever you do should be a means of enhancing one of these. Okay? So let's go to the end and then work backwards. Uh, in order for you to achieve the state of freedom, the state of enlightenment, whether it is uh, now I have an understanding of there's something called complete enlightenment and something called enlightenment. Okay? Complete enlightenment is what is, is what is connected to the Buddhas, the fully enlightened beings. Okay? And this is a tradition that focuses on the fully enlightenment one. Okay? To get there, your mind has to be transformed in two ways. You must see something and you must become something. So you have to train yourself to, to see that, what you're supposed to see, and you have to train yourself to be transformed into that what you're supposed to be transformed. Okay. And that's, you know, it's bodhicitta and wisdom. The wisdom is what you need to see. Bodhicitta is what you need to be transformed into. Without these two things happening through your training, you, there's no way of achieving perfect enlightenment. Now, You've heard about bodhicitta for a long time, and it's beautiful. You probably know all the steps already. Then why aren't you getting some sort of experience that tells you, definitely now I'm a bodhisattva. Definitely now I, am, I, have, I, have, I have this thing. Now I see why they praise it so well, so much, in, in the sutras and in the commentaries, this thing called bodhicitta. And it's not, don't cop out thinking just because you have a nice sentiment one day you, you, have, you, you feel wonderful uh, connection with your, I don't know, with your family members, with your partner, with, uh, and you feel, oh, this must be bodhicitta. No. Don't cop out. Don't, th don't settle just for that. Okay? That is, take that as, a, as a, a taste or a reminder or a, 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 a something to strengthen your conviction that it is possible to have some sort of feeling like this. And then to have this feeling when the object is not just this person, this one person or this person that you're already close to, but whenever you consider a being, this emotion comes up also. Okay? And it, it, 
and it is possible or let's let's say is it possible to really i mean what is bodhicitta and for uh, no forget the uh, the very scholastic very scholarly answer but in a uh, in in a real feeling way what is bodhicitta is it just having compassion just having love then why call it why give it a different name why don't just leave it as bodhi, as as love and compassion why give it the name a separate a unique name bodhicitta there must be something unique about that love something unique about that compassion that, that's why it, it, it give it is given the, uh, a name bodhicitta okay so we we get to that now, in order for you to get to bodhicitta, in order for you to be able to see wisdom, you need to do something with your mind. That's the third thing. And that's gain the ability to direct your mind at will. To direct your mind and then for your mind to go to where you direct it towards and for it to stay there. That's, what's that? What would you call that? <laughs> Come on, you say it. What do you call that? The ability to direct your mind at will and for it to stay exactly where you direct it towards. Single point of concentration. Single point of concentration. And lock and the What? Xinjiang, well, that's a lot of different terms. <laughs> yeah, all these terms are connected with that. So, I don't want to say single-pointed concentration. And uh, I'm, I'm weary of using terms that we are very familiar with, that have become, uh, what's that, no, that we have, they've lost their, their impact when we hear them. Okay, sometimes when you hear single-pointed concentration, automatically there's a barrier, or oh, it's that thing that I cannot achieve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But okay, forget that term, let's call it something else so that you can actually get to where you need to get to. Okay? It's the ability to direct your mind at will and for it to stay in that direction where you direct it to for as long as you want. Okay? And that is the key to every ability, every realization, everything that's on the path. So since we are not at this very moment able to direct our, our thoughts, our, uh, our, our minds exactly where we want to at will, then we have to do some sort of exercise to be able to get to, to that point. And I'll give you this example, what I mean by everything is dependent on that. Okay. Uh, Who are, the person I, I, one of the persons I consider to be like, uh, like the greatest masters of all time is Master Sahara. Master Sahara was giving an instruction on so this, supposedly this very high you know, uh, secret teaching where involved where you're now the ability to direct a mind is not only able to direct a mind but to direct energy at will. Okay? So remember, directing energy at will, that's what you want to do. Since you can't do that right in the, in the beginning, you have to do these exercises. 
that will eventually get you to the point where you're able to direct your energies at will. So what are these things you're supposed to do? Breathing exercises, different kind of physical exercises, these kinds of things. Holding your breath, letting go of your breath, these kinds of things. And Master Sahara said, you want to move the energy from here to there? Just move it. All these things about holding your breath until you're blue, all this that is for people who just can't control their minds. Okay. I hope that was enough of what I, what I was meaning when I said anything that has to do on the path is just dependent on just directing your mind. And when you're not able to do that, then you're given this, 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 this practice to do. Okay. Uh, his, you never, you've never seen this instrument before, and someone give it to you and say, okay, now make some nice music. If you had the ability to direct your mind, you would just play perfect music right then and there. But since you don't have that ability, you have to make yourself go through this process of learning how to play it. And eventually, the learning gets you to the point where you just are able to will yourself to do it. What you're really learning to do is not learning how to, you know, put your finger here, put your finger there, do this, do that, remember this note, remember that note. It's really learning just to direct your will. That's what the whole path is about. What is the true nature of reality that you're supposed to see? Just stop. Uh, drawing wrong conclusions. Just see reality for what it is. But because we are so used to not doing that, so we have to do some sort of thing so we eventually get to see reality. Ah. Embrace every single being with the same compassionate concern you have for, the, for, for that one person or that one uh, uh, person or that one group of people that you already have, that you already have this compassion for. And if because you cannot just do it at will, then you have to do this series of steps so that eventually you just do it. One last example. <laughs> uh, we are habituated to collecting, to behaving in such a way that creates samsara. Right? Oh, this behavior creates samsara. Let me stop it. But unfortunately, we can't just stop it just right then and there. We can't you know, uh, go cold turkey on samsara. So what do we have to do? then we have to engage in this practice, engage in this behavior, so that eventually we just do that, just let go of it. Okay. Um, I don't know if that was a clear one.
this makes don't Do not add any interpretation to what I'm about to say, okay? Don't add anything to it. Don't think I'm trying to say something else, okay? What I'm saying is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying anything else, <laughs> okay? Eventually, you get fed up because you're not getting to where you really want to get to. And you realize that there are habits of... There are, there are, you have a certain behavior that is obstructing you from getting there. Since you don't have it, the, the habitual energy within you to just stop engaging these behaviors, so you take on a, partic you, you take on, uh, a, a different set of behavior that sort of distracts you from engaging in those other behavior. Okay. And then you go through a sort of a mental brainwashing, telling yourself these behaviors are inherently evil. Because telling yourself that will sort of give you the, the, the energy you need to stay away from them. Okay? And after whatever period of practice you have of convincing yourself, then you just find yourself naturally staying away from those behaviors. Okay? Then... Now, it's like uh, I'm doing a lot, a lot of Leica. <laughs> you, you, you have scaffolding around a, 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 a structure as you're building it up. And once the, the structure is, 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 is built, then you remove the scaffolding. Okay. So the set of behaviors that you are doing sort of distract you from engaging in that behavior that's like the scaffolding. It was all there to get you to be able to the point where, where you had just the will to just stop. Without any sense of, oh, oh, like fighting some sort of energy that, or some sort of uh, energy is pushing you towards uh, engaging in that. Okay? Let's say, for example, whenever you drink, uh, you lose your mind, you do a bunch of stupid stuff. Now you have to say, alcohol drinking is evil. And telling yourself that makes you see alcohol in a different way, so that you stay away from it. Okay. And eventually, you could become completely free from the lure of it. Now the scaffolding is, it is evil. You have to get rid of that scaffolding. Now, to get rid of that, getting rid of that scaffolding is you have to now re-engage, re-re-something. Re uh, you have to re-establish your relationship with drinking in such a way you have no aversion, you have no uh, attraction for it, where it is simply something to be used if you need it, and not use if you don't need it. And now you have to engage in a different kind of practice to sort of reestablish this really new relationship. And now you have to, now you are staying away from it, now you have to approach it. Okay. 
and eventually it doesn't matter what's there you're able to now direct your will to where you want it to, without having some sort of habitual energy habitual pattern forcing you, you your behavior did that was that was that was that confusing <laughs> no okay i didn't I'm staying kind of vague because I don't want you to think uh, to add to it. <laughs> uh. Okay, so I'm starting to lose my voice now. I should have <laughs> not talked so much. Uh, so I said this is a definite phase. What we are going to do is we are going to focus on those three, these three things. We've been already been focusing on on the the directing of the mind. Okay, so we're going to direct the mind with exercises that simultaneously try to give us those other two, the transformation and the ability to see, so that we start to have a definite conviction about enlightenment. Okay, so it's no longer just a nice phrase, a nice thing that we read about, it would be nice if it actually existed. Okay, it's time to either say these practices are, are things that we should continue in the future because they lead to something worthy, or for us to say, ah, they were just a nice way of keeping people out of trouble. We don't need that anymore. So let's get real. Okay? Let's see. All right. So, did I say anything tonight? Other than no, <laughs> I talked a lot, but did I say anything? <laughs> what? Hmm? Do, you a, do you have a cushion? Uh -huh. Yes, I yeah, do. I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, that is your official cushion. Uh. <laughs> it did feel kind of, you know, unfamiliar. <laughs> okay. So hold that intention. Let it infuse your body and your mind, your whole being. A sense of what you might call relaxed seriousness. And start to feel the feedback from the body the sense of tranquility, slowly feeling the whole body, then definitely affecting the breath, making the breath begin to experience a sense of tranquility. Through the definite sense of tranquility you experience in the body and the breath, start to experience a sense of tranquility that is definitely associated with the mind. <coughs>
with that definite sense, with that definite experience. Bring your attention back to the crown of your head. Your infallible guide is there. So think of that infallible guide as being your perfected achievement. You when you are fully enlightened. So all the steps that you needed to take, that you need to take now to achieve it, are in that presence. No need to completely convince yourself of this, but you can find some measure of conviction in your mind of it. Whenever you find that conviction, immediately bring that presence into your heart center and let it become inseparable with your mind and just let go. And you should find yourself into a new sense of thinking, a new sense of being. It could be very, 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 very small, lasting for a fraction of a second. And don't dwell too much in the, just the memory of it. Now go back and try to make it fresh and try to make it last longer. So that when you get up from the seat, the sense of priority that you've given, that you gave to this path is renewed and it becomes something alive and fresh in your mind and guiding your every actions.
think about coming out of the meditation. And as you do so, create the intention that when you come out of the meditation, you're going to be renewed in your determination. You're going to be, have a renewed sense of taking on the path. And you're going to allow your actions to be guided by that determination. As soon as you get up, that's what's going to happen. Be aware of the sense of tranquility. Allow your heart to embrace all beings everywhere. Embrace them with compassion, with concern for their welfare, concern for their happiness. And this, come, this tranquility that you're experiencing, sincerely make it a gift to them. Understand the power and the merit of the merit you've gained and dedicate it. Okay, as you're preparing to come up, remember your renewed dedication, your renewed sense of priority. Bring your attention to the breath. And through the breath, become aware of the body again, the body of flesh and blood. One thing I've taught you, even though you didn't even know you were being taught, I taught you patience. <laughs> and you've mastered it. <laughs> and thank you.